Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we'll talk with Seamus Mooney, Coordinator of Emergency Management with the Fairfax County Office of Emergency Management. We're going to talk about winter weather preparedness for the season and New Year's emergency preparedness resolutions. So a lot of uh, stuff to talk about, Seamus. Thanks for uh, being with us on the conversation. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. A little bit about you first before we get into the subject matter at hand. You're the coordinator of emergency management with the Fairfax County Office of Emergency Management. So you're the coordinator of emergency management, also, but also the director of the office. So what's what's the difference? How do how do how do you explain those two? What what are those titles? I guess. So the way the way we're structured here in in Fairfax County. Um, the coordinator, uh, that's by state law. So under state mandate, um, the, the director of the department is called the coordinator. Um, actually, the director of emergency management for Fairfax County is the county executive. Um, so that's why my position is called the coordinator. Okay. All right. And then you lead the Office of Emergency Management. What, yes. What does that office do? What is it responsible for when we hear emergency management? What, what is that? Sure. So we coordinate the mitigation preparedness, response, and recovery operations for the county. Uh, so we're the coordinating agency uh, that operates the county's emergency operations center. Uh, we do all of the um, response and recovery paperwork, declarations, um, reimbursement for the county uh, after a disaster. Mm. And disaster can be one thing to one person and something else to another. I mean, disaster doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, widespread wipe everything out. True. It, it, the way we kind of phrase it is an emergency uh, happens to someone else, a disaster happens to you. Mm. Uh, so, you know, we coordinate, you know, emergencies dealing with, you know, apartment building fires. Uh, we assist on those, um, you know, kind of larger traffic incidents, you know, we're coordinating those kind of things. And then we deal with the bigger snowstorm um, and, you know, hurricane type mm, okay. situations. Okay. And we're going to talk winter preparedness. So hopefully in the, you know, 2017, we don't have a big winter snowstorm, but we'll talk about snow and winter in just a minute. But emergency preparedness, this kind of line of work, you've been here in Fairfax County for about a year? Four months. F- oh, wow. Four months. Four months. Seems like longer. Yes. Um, always interested in this line of work, background in it? Yeah. So I, um, when I Got out of graduate school. Um, I started on the uh, on the hazard side, uh, doing mapping, um, and I also started a, a, a PhD program in emergency management. Uh, so I kind of started in the world of mitigation, which is kind of um, trying to be build more resilient communities, um, and a lot of that is preparedness. Uh, so preparedness has always been something that I've. Um, found a lot of benefit in, in in promoting that in the community. But it's a challenge, I think, isn't it? I mean, people get complacent, I'm assuming? Yeah, I mean, I think especially here in the Mid-Atlantic, we don't have a lot of the natural hazards um, directly that people think about. So we're not in a surge zone for a hurricane. Um, We get winter storms, but we don't get what they do north of us. Um, we don't have a big earthquake problem, 
So there are on the natural hazard side, people get complacent because they think, well, it's just not going to happen here. Um, but truthfully, it doesn't take a, a big event to cause a big impact for, for an individual. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a lot of uh, weather events. And then there's also man-made events. There's a lot of different type of things that we need to be prepared for. Is it, do you think it's more of a, well, that mentality of, well, that's not going to happen here or that hasn't happened here, or is it a mentality of overwhelm that there's so much I probably have to prepare for, I, I'm just not going to be prepared? I think that I think that's equal parts there. I think one of the things on the natural hazard side you see is it's really not going to happen here. We don't really have that problem. Um, on the man-made side, it's more of a you know, unknown risk, unknown consequence. So it's kind of one of those areas that they're worried about, but they really just don't feel like they have much control over what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where, you know, encouraging people to be prepared, um, to have a plan, make a kit, stay informed. You know, those are things that no matter what the situation is going to be, they will help them get mm-hmm. through it. Now, those three Three little phrases, three sentences you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, the make a kit, to have a plan, stay informed. Yep. Um, three very short little sweet sentences, and, and we hear it all the time, but it's kind of like I think we hear it, but we, I don't know, we don't follow through with it. I mean, is that, do you think most people are prepared, have taken those steps? I think that there are people that have, they they have some part of that, of those three taken care of. Um, I don't think they spend a lot of time um, on all three parts. Um, but, you know, truthfully, like the, the make a plan, you know, the plan is starts as simple as a conversation. So having a conversation with your family, uh, with your children, with your office or your work about, hey, what are we going to do if there's a situation? Um, and, you know, where are we going to go outside of outside of the home? Where are we going to meet? Where are we going to meet outside the neighborhood? You know, have we identified an out-of-area contact in case we can't get a hold of one another? You know, I think that's part of the problem today with cell phones. Everyone just assumes they're going to be able to get a hold of other people. Um, and we've seen during large events where the, the phone system is not – can't handle the volume. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people are encouraged to text um, to also select someone out of the area. Sometimes it's easier to call somebody farther away. Uh, if I'm trying to call someone, you know, in California, I'm only using one phone switch. If I'm trying to call you as my neighbor, I'm using two because it's an outbound and inbound call. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier sometimes to make a call to to someone a, a farther away than it is to a neighbor. Interesting. I never I never thought about that or understood the how that worked because <laughs> I've heard people say that. I was like, well, why does that make a difference? But, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. We're talking with Seamus Mooney, the coordinator of emergency management with Fairfax County's Office of Emergency Management. And a couple of things you just uh, touched on there when we're talking about the the kits and the plan and staying informed. It it doesn't need to be overwhelming because the things you just talked about, just just having a conversation with family about what you're going to do and who you're going to contact, just those things like that will make you and your family so much better prepared for a winter snowstorm or whatever may come our way. Yeah, I think that, you know, it starts with that conversation. And then you also, you know, if you have children in school, you have an understanding of what the school's going to do. Um, making sure that you have update contact lists for the school so they know how to get a hold of you. Also, maybe identifying someone other than you or your spouse 
that can also pick up the child so the school's aware of them in case you can't get home, in case you can't get into your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are all things that you do ahead of time. They're very minor things, but if you keep them up, it's going to help relieve some of the stress of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing with, with, you know, making a kit. So identifying what are the things that you need to have to go three to five days in your home, maybe without power, um, without, um, you know, maybe without water, um, that so you continue to stay in the home. So mm-hmm. you know, you one gallon per person of day per day of water. Um, also include your pets in that count. Um, you know, non-perishable food that you don't need to heat everything up. Um, you know, do you have another cooking source or do you have a a grill, something like that that you can use outside? Um, and then also identifying, you know putting a, an extra set of clothing in a, in, a, in a kit that you can take with you, changing that for the season. So now obviously being winter, um, you want to have, you know, heavier clothes, a sweatshirt, maybe a pair of gloves in there, um, something where you can keep it in one central spot and you can grab it and either leave or take it into your secure ho- area in your home. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a great segue because we are recording this in the early part of 2017. <coughs> Excuse me. So a lot of folks have New Year's resolutions. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do this. But how about I'm going to get better prepared this year? I think that's a great resolution. I think it can it can be something that you can you can slowly build into. Um, you know, when you're putting a kit together, you can say, okay, you know, this month I'm going to buy an extra an extra jug of water. Uh, I'm going to, you know, gra- identify clothes and we're going to put them in a container somewhere in the house. So there are small things that you can do over the course of a year. Um, it's not, you know, all or nothing, you know, as you start to build it at any point, if you have to use it, at least you have some of the things there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it's a good also when you look through the pantry and say, okay, well, I've, you know, we've got an extra couple cans of soup here, um, things like that. Maybe I'll put those in the kit. I, You know, I'm going to buy an extra thing of you know, cereal bars or something, I'm going to put that in the kit so I have it, um, you know, when they're on sale or things like that. You know, that's really how you build your kit. It's mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. You've kind of hit a little bit on making a kit and, and making a plan, some of those kind of things. But but what about the stay-in-form thing? Are there some resolutions or some action that, that I and other residents can take to, to begin the new year and and especially here in this winter weather season to, to be ready? Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities out there, um, some with Fairfax County government, others with, you know, other sources of information where you can sign up and get news alerts. Um, we have a, an alert system, Fairfax Alerts. You can sign up with that, and we send out weather updates and traffic um, to keep you better informed. Um, you can – we have an emergency blog through the county website that people can um, subscribe to, and they can go and check – um, when we put a lot of information in there. Uh, so there's sources of information. You can go to the Red Cross. You can go to the Weather Channel. You know, all these places offer weather alerts and National Weather Service. You mm-hmm. can get them through them. Um, you know, to just make sure that you're aware of when hazardous situations are out there um, and, you know, you can adjust your day accordingly. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Fairfax Alerts. That's the emergency alerting system, but also has evolved, I think, into uh, – other alerts that are non-emergency related that you can get through the system, and that's via email and text message? Yes, yes. So you can sign up and you can actually um, pick what method best works for you. Mm-hmm. So um, for, you know, weather, you can say, hey, I want you to call me at this at this number. Um, for general preparedness information, I want to just get an email. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can actually subscribe 
via those um, those different categories of how you want to get the information. Okay. And that's uh, online sign up at uh, fairfaxcounty.gov slash alerts to, to sign up for that. Then you mentioned the emergency information blog. Folks can get the information there. They can also sign up to get an email whenever anything is posted to the emergency blog, and that's fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency slash blog if you want to follow along or, or sign up there as well. Um, talking with Seamus Mooney, Fairfax County's Office of Emergency Management, and I, I don't want to jinx myself by talking about snow because I'll be honest, I don't boo me, folks. I hate snow. I just, <laughs> I'm a Southern boy. I just don't like snow. But uh, we've been very fortunate so far this winter. We're in the early part of 2017, but I guess historically we tend to get a lot of heavier snowfall. I want to say later in the season, but January, February, even sometimes in March. I'm sure we're not going to be able to get away without having any snow this year. So what can we all do to be prepared for a big snowstorm? There's a lot of things that you can do. Um, You start with your home. So you want to have, obviously, you want to have a snow shovel. You want to have a good understanding of your own health. Um, so, you know, if, if you feel like you're, it's detrimental to your health to go out and move heavy loads of snow, you, you shouldn't be doing that if you have a back issue, things like that. Um, you also obviously want to prepare your house for winter. So, um, you know, if it's something where you have a, a second heat source, maybe a, a fireplace or something, making sure that it's gotten checked out, having your furnace checked before the season, uh, things like that, that, that obviously will We'll make sure that your house functions properly. Um, and then get an understanding of your neighborhood. So do you have any neighbors that, that may be elderly or may have health conditions that they may need some assistance? Uh, and then looking at your vehicle because you're going to spend a lot of time in this area commuting. So, you know, is are, do you have a small kit in your car? So, you know, a couple, again, a couple cereal bars or something like that, maybe an emergency blanket just in case you get stuck in the vehicle, maybe an extra bottle of water or two. Um, where you can, you know, you have something with you. Um, and then, again, uh, what are the quality of your tires, things like that. And understanding what what a watch, a warning, um, and an advisory means. You know, if we, if we issue an advisory by the National Weather Service, it means with, you know, within the next 48 hours, there's going to be conditions that, that you need to be aware of. A watch means that, that it's within 12 hours and it's pending. Um, and, you know, those will have a direct impact on your day, whether it be just your commute or um, schools may be closing, things like that. And then a warning actually means those conditions exist currently. So, you know, if there's a winter weather warning, that means it's snowing and it's blowing out and it, it's, you know, it's not very nice out there. Um, and that's when we encourage people, if they can, to stay home. And, you know, if you don't have to go out, um, don't go out, stay home and, and, you know, just enjoy watching it snow. Mm-hmm. And I think... Folks have gotten better over the years about staying home when emergency management and public safety officials encourage folks to stay home because there's more, I think there's more than just the safety of you and the others on the road. We're talking less cars so that the uh, Virginia Department of Transportation plows can work on the streets. We're talking less cars on the streets so that public safety folks can respond quicker and easier and safely for them. You think that's true that we're starting to to get that? I think I think they are. Um, I think 2010, um, last year, um, those big snow events, I think, you know, those are still fresh in people's minds. And when we start saying, look, it's going to be bad out, encouraging everybody to stay home, you know, they have a very good frame of reference. 
to say, okay, I know what that's going to be like. I don't want to be out on the roads when that happens. You know, I want to make sure I stock up a couple of days ahead of time. And, um, you know, again, just kind of stay home with the family and, mm-hmm. and then, you know, wait for everything mm-hmm. to kind of work its way. And even if the forecasters miss it and get it wrong and it's not as bad, well, maybe you've lost a few hours. You have to take some time off work or something like that. But, you know, it, it could have been worse. True. And I think, you know, we we always fall into that gray area because of, you know, we are close enough to to um, to the Atlantic Ocean where that will impact the the freeze thaw line. Um, Usually that falls somewhere across the region. So whether it's southern Maryland or, you know, Fairfax County, you know, usually we are in that transition area where one side is getting a good bit of snow and the other side is getting rain. And depending on where that line falls, you know, that forecast can go a a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And and truthfully, you also get in that mix a lot of ice. Mm -hmm. Um, And ice, you know, is is in a lot of cases a lot worse than snow because there's a lot more power outages, traveling is much more hazardous. Um, so, you know, they need to be aware of that as well. Even four-wheel drives don't do well on ice. Right. <laughs> Four tires spinning instead of two or whatever the case might be. Um, we've talked a lot about what we can do, residents, me, you, everyone can do to be better prepared, you know, making a kit, staying informed, having a plan of action, knowing what we're going to do. But there's a, a behind the scenes, a behind the curtain thing that a lot of folks don't see unless they're in the emergency management public safety arena. Anytime these winter weather events or other things are popping up or, you know, hurricane in the forecast, emergency management and public safety are ramping up. You're doing a lot of work behind the scenes. And maybe when I'm sitting home enjoying my cocoa and having a snowball fight, you're actually working. What's, yeah. what's what's happening with emergency management folks? What are you doing? Just kind of give us an overview. So for for the county, the so we start looking at the snow season in November. So in November, we had a, a, a large meeting, uh, basically went over the events of last year, kind of identified, you know, these are the things that went well. These are the areas we need to make improvements. These are the things that have changed. Um, and kind of just walked everybody through, you know, this is this is what happened. It was led by our Department of Public Works. Um, and so that started in November. Um, and then prior to, to any snow event, we will, um, once we get notice from the National Weather Service, we will start coordinating calls. Um, we always talk about their, the region has a 3 a.m. Uh, Council of Governments snow emergency call. Mm. Um, so there's always one of those. Um, and we talk with the federal government and figure out what they're going to do. Then we start make decisions as the county. Um, we will, you know, at least stand up a, a portion of the emergency operations center to help coordinate um, resources. Uh, and we all have checklists. So, you know, 48 hours before the snow, we start identifying here are the things that we need to do to make sure that we're prepared um, once the event is set upon us and we can we can start to, you know to respond mm-hmm. the emergency operations center uh, you, you kind of mentioned coordinating but what are some of the things going on who who is in this center and, and doing what really quickly sure so in in the emergency operations center we have a um, different sector so we have the command sector which is the leadership of the emergency operations center then we have public safety so that's you know fire department police department health departments in there um, we have um, our logistics section, 
which deals with, you know, basically finding resources and coordinating those. Um, in 2012 and 2010, um, those were National Guard resources, so they helped coordinate getting those resources into the county um, and providing them to law enforcement and to the fire department so they can help get them around the county. Uh, then we have... Um, uh, our finance and admin section so they're kind of recording all the costs and making sure that we have all the paperwork documented so in case we get a federal declaration um, and for snow that usually comes a, a good bit later yeah. um, but we're always preparing just in case that declaration has happened yeah. um, it did happen once without us even asking in uh, 1993 um, the uh, President Clinton basically walked out of the uh, walked out of uh, church service on a Sunday, saw three inches of snow, and said, federal emergency. Wow. Um, so it has happened every once in a while <laughs> in the past, but um, usually we have to ask and, and get that. Gotcha. Um, but uh, so those are the kind of the areas that we have people um, working in. Um, most of the county agencies have a seat, um, especially the ones you would expect to be working in the snow. Um, for large events, we open a joint information center, so we're kind of coordinating how we're pushing out information and, and making sure we're all on the same page with what we're saying and when we're saying it. Mm. Um, so, you know, all, all of that is coordinated through our EOC. Gotcha. Okay. We're almost out of time in our conversation with Seamus Mooney of Fairfax County's Office of Emergency Management. He's the coordinator of emergency management for Fairfax County as we're looking ahead to the new year of 2017 and possible winter weather and then after we get through winter, the other seasons and the other hazards and emergencies that can possibly come our way. Final uh, thoughts, anything I haven't touched on, uh, kind of uh, wrap us up here with uh, words of guidance for us as we approach the new year. I think, you know, as we had have covered, um, you know, preparedness is one step at a time. Um, you know, the simplest things can help you be uh, much more prepared. So just having that initial conversation with your family, identifying, you know, your any individual needs that you may have, if you have medication, trying to keep a little bit of extra that on hand, any food requirements, things like that, if you happen to have a newborn, keeping extra diapers, things so you don't have to run out and get that in the, in the case of an event. So just kind of thinking about, hey, how could this impact me, this event, and, you know, what do I need to make sure that I have on hand um, is really just the simplest way mm -hmm. to do that. Okay. And reiterate a couple of the uh, websites and the services that Seamus mentioned earlier, the uh, Fairfax Alert System, which you can receive uh, text and email alerts about emergencies and severe weather and severe traffic. You can sign up at fairfaxcounty.gov slash alerts. And he also mentioned the emergency information blog. You can go there at fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency slash blog. And if folks have questions, they want to maybe reach out with a phone call to the Office of Emergency Management. Uh, sure, sure, you can call our office. It's 571-350-1000. Uh, All right, 571-350-1000. Yep. Pretty simple to remember. All right. Seamus, thanks for uh, being with us on the County Conversation. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good information uh, as we prepare for the new year to be ready for anything that uh, Mother Nature or other, other hazards may uh, come our way. That is going to do it for the time that we have together on the County Conversation. Thanks to you for listening. If you need more Fairfax County news and events, we encourage you to go to fairfaxcounty.gov news, or you can call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.